I'm telling you, I'm going to win that bet. I mean, you're $1,000 lighter right now. Right now. What are you talking about? I, this is money in the bank. Uh-huh. Kidding me? Uh-huh. This is uh, this is an incredible value You really value play. don't think... you? I mean, you've heard my reasoning behind it. You think that's flawed? I've made... I, I, you're... Your reasoning is not flawed in theory. Like this, these things could happen. But I think at the end of the day, you know, I've been saying the entire four years that Joe Biden was going to be the nominee in 2028 or 2024. Everyone told me the entire time he was one month away from retiring or dropping out. I just think that at the end of the day, you're president of the United States. You got a lot of power. It's hard to push you out of that position. Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama. You'll hear about all of this. Uh, along with the uh, Texas convoy, the truckers uh, that are crossing the country now, coming together first in Texas. Uh, then they're going to, where is it, New Mexico, and then, or no, Arizona, and then uh, California. Uh, we have all the details on that. It's important that you listen to today's show on the trucker issue because they're going to be smeared as really bad guys. And when you hear who they are and what they're doing and what they say, really actually what they're saying. Um, It's a totally different story than what you're hearing any place else. Also, is the electoral fix already in? Matt uh, Taibbi, it is an amazing story. Uh, Plus, the victims of prayer. Yep, that's right. If you pray, you you better be praying in your own house quietly under a pillow or something with somebody from the federal government holding that pillow down so you can't be heard. Otherwise, 10 years in jail. We'll tell you that story as well. Inside the virus lab in Montana, they're, it's great. They're playing with Ebola and COVID and monkeys. Ah, it's going to be fun. Do we have any common sense left in this country at all? Plus, what this election is really all about, all on today's podcast. Uh, brought to you by our good friends at Patriot Supply. Uh, it's hard to know when an emergency is going to occur. You know, and if it's going to happen directly to you, something in your region, something nationwide, global, it's all up in the air. We don't know. We don't know. The only thing we do know is that bad things happen in life from time to time. So you prepare for them. And uh, you perform beforehand, and then you don't have to worry about it when it does happen. You're prepared. Get started today. MyPatriotSupply.com. Save $200 on an essential three-month emergency food kit. Over the years, My Patriot Supply has helped millions of American families prepare for emergencies. If you haven't done it, please do it now. Eat right when things go wrong with a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. $200 in savings. You get enough for each family member. They deserve your protection. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Order by 3 p.m. Free same-day shipping. MyPatriotSupply.com. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. The Texas Convoy is now on the road. We told you about that a few minutes ago. We have somebody embedded with them to watch and to record everything that is is happening. So there is a a witness to things. Um, Donica Hudson is the Texas Convoy uh, media liaison. Now, you might know her. uh, Heard her on this show before. She's an author, speaker, media personality. She's the founder of 
IHP Global Ministries uh, and the Truth Tellers Network. She's a graduate of Wake Forest University, an ordained pastor who is certified in trauma healing. She has served as the chaplain for the Charlotte Sting, which is the WNBA team, vice president of uh, Charlotte Christian Chamber of Commerce, and on the North Carolina Legislative Prayer Caucus. She is also the one who put together the Declaration of the Covenant uh, for the first landing, 1607, uh, where I was, David Barton, Michelle Bachman, and many other people. It was a powerful, powerful ceremony of repentance, uh, recoveting, and rededicating America back to God. She is now on the road uh, with the convoy. Donica, how are you? I'm great, and it's so good to be with you, Glenn. Thank you. So now there are three different convoys. One's from one's going to Texas, one's in Arizona, and the other one is in California. Are you guys related at all? Are you coordinating yes. with each other? Well, actually, what's going on is it is one convoy right now, and it's going up to Dripping Springs, Texas. Then it will branch off and go to San San Ysidro and to um, Arizona and Yuma. Uh, The Texas portion of the convoy is the one that I am covering, and it will go from Dripping Springs on down to Cumado, which is 30 minutes north of the border. We're not actually going to the border, but we will be 30 minutes north on private property And then, you know, at the same time on February 3rd, there will be three rallies happening. So this is the only convoy that is the take our border back convoy. Any convoys that are actually going to a border are not our convoys. We are we are trying to bring awareness of what's going on at the border. We're we're uniting together to request that the U.S. Constitution be upheld immediately to stop invasion We want to shed light on obvious dangers of human trafficking, drug trafficking, fentanyl deaths, et cetera. And we want to support the border states who've had their security undercut by the Supreme Court of the United States. Uh, What's going on is is really shocking that, that we're having to deal with this. But, you know, Glenn, when I talked to folks on the convoy last night, they are so excited. This convoy is bringing hope. It is a grassroots effort of patriots that just love this country who are getting together. And they were telling me, Glenn, that when they pulled into Jacksonville, Florida, because, you know, they started at First Landing where you spoke. And it is kind of a a fulfillment of of the First Landing covenant that we all prayed through that we would reach those within these shores. That That meant from the Atlantic to the Pacific, like this convoy is going, with the gospel to create a country that God would bless. And that's what this, this convoy is doing. There is a God component. So they're telling me that when they pulled into Jacksonville, Florida, that it was such a relief to see all these folks. They were tired. They'd been driving all day. They got out. There was music. There was such a warm welcome. There was a lot of love and joy, prayer. You know, God is stoking this as, as a type of prayer and revival of we the people who love our country. And we, we want it to be just that. We don't want any violence. Anyone who wants to do anything physical, we, we don't welcome that. We, we ask you not to come. Uh, we are not a, an effort to go to the actual border or to any border wall entry points. This is a peaceful, lawful First Amendment prayer rally that's being held 30 minutes north of Eagle Pass in Cumado. 
Um, we're not even driving through Eagle Pass, and we're not engaging military law enforcement or any individuals that are entering our country. So, so that, when you get <laughs> when when you get to uh, the 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 first stop here in Texas, um, yeah. what are the rallies? What is going to happen there? Okay, so folks are going to uh, Dripping Springs now. We are not going through Austin because of public safety. We do not want to be a menace to any of uh, any of the police officers or, or clog up traffic in any way. Yeah. But there is going to be a gathering there in Dripping Springs. Um, folks will, you know, pray and um, maybe have some song and, and speak, and then it will branch off on February first with many heading to Yuma for a second rally point. Then on Saturday, February 3rd, the third rally is going to take place in San Ysidro, California. And that morning, the, the folks will then convoy over to join up with the Yuma rally taking place the same day. So your guys that are embedded are going to see that we have uh, a media feed from all three different points on February 3rd so that we are all communicating what's going on. You know, this is an effort to show our support of the border states without actually going to the border, because what has happened uh, with the U.S. federal government's obstruction of the state of Texas from protecting itself from invasion and the U.S. Supreme Court sanctifying that obstruction of that invasion is entirely unconstitutional. You know, the states in America retain the right to defend themselves according to Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, and Article 4, Section 4. And we, the people, want to shed a light on that peacefully. So you're you're talking a lot of uh, peace, and and uh, Jason was just on with me, and he said it felt like a more of a Martin Luther King movement, which I'm so happy to hear, and I yep. would expect from uh, respect expect from you. Um, yep. People online are making calls for war on social media, civil war. Uh, they are they're talking junk about the uh, convoy's liaison between law enforcement and the convoy, uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Dr. Peter Chambers. Can you tell me a little bit about what's going on there? They are completely slandering him, spreading lies in order to discredit what we're doing. I think that uh, the cabal is scared. (laughs) I think that they do not want to see we the people rising up. And Lieutenant Colonel Pete Chambers has been speaking the truth. He actually, uh, and and I will say that the convoy leadership, and I am not part of the convoy leadership, they are poised to sue people for slander and defamation, and will do so. We will also, uh, they will also be suing anyone who uh, tries to bring violence or any type of uh, unconstitutional war rhetoric and threats into the situation. We are not allowing that. This is a peaceful gathering. Now, Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Pete Chambers actually got the place for where we're going to be gathering in Kumado because he has been helping this sweet salt of the earth lady down in Kumado who has been rescuing women and children from trafficking. And the drug cartels have been overrunning her property. They've been stealing her food. Uh, She went through a really rough time uh, when she was shut down by the COVID pandemic. And at that point, you know, Dr. Chambers said, we, you know, we want to have this here and we want to help you get back on your feet because she is literally doing the work of, of what we, the people should be doing to help with this border crisis of fentanyl trafficking and 
and all that's coming through. So this is the Cornerstone Children's Ranch. It's a Christian yes. camp where um, people are helping this owner um, as she's being overrun, and she's just trying to help the women and children that have been trafficked. Uh, I yes. think that's a yeah. I think that's a yes. a great thing. Um, and Dr. Chambers has been down there helping her when she would get robbed and helping to protect the property. So he suggested that's where we meet. Uh, he's a godly man, and the defamation that's going on against and slander against his character is complete lies. And so we want people to know that this is a godly movement. We are going there in good faith, and we want to help this lady with her ranch as well. Did you have any any qualms? Does anybody have any qualms of what could happen with an infiltrator or or something else? I mean— with everything that's going on and what they're doing now to Christians that are praying in hallways, did, did you have any qualms at all, any hesitation, anybody, on doing this? Uh, no. We, we know that this is our right to peacefully assemble and have prayer. And we recognize that um, these, these assaults, these threats, uh, our plants. Many people are being paid to go on social media and try and threaten us and make us fearful so that we don't exercise our First Amendment rights. Uh, we're not going to back down. This is peaceful. We are aware. I talked to Dr. Chambers personally. He is aware of individuals who have been sent that are plants, and um, we have an eye on them, and they will be called out. We will not allow anyone to bring any type of negative um, violence or calls for violence uh, within the camp. Uh, we, we want to do this. What we want to do is prevent civil war, Glenn. Yeah. We want a revival of prayer and patriotism where we, the people, are united to save this country. So this isn't really, a, if, I, if I'm hearing you right, you're, this is not a call for people who are angry about the border and it's got to stop. You're very concerned about the border like I am and maybe angry, but you're, yeah. you are yeah. a good follower of of god and christ and you are there to be to invite other christians to pray and other people of other faiths just it doesn't have to be just christians it can be anyone who loves this country you know this is this is not a religious gathering this is a gathering of citizens who love america and most of us happen to be christians and you know that's the way it should be this is our first amendment right we are going to pray. We do want to see revival, but, you know, we're not going to allow it to be hijacked and used for evil. And I will say, be angry and sin not. Yeah. You know, there's a righteous yeah. anger and indignation about what's going on in our country, and it's okay to be angry. You know, this, this pansy Christianity where we can't be angry <laughs> is just not warranted. I mean, Jesus turned over the money changer table. So, yeah. you know, we, we have a right to be angry, but we're going to do this legally. We're going to assemble peacefully, and we're going to try and get uh, the attention through folks like you who understand that our nation is in the balance and open borders are a part of a controlled demolition of our nation. And so thank you so much for shedding the light on this. One more question. There, I saw a link to raise money on your mm-hmm. website. That'll be another point of attack from people. What is happening to the money? If you donate, what, what do you, where is the money going? What is it going toward? It goes into a trust that the six leaders together work to disperse amongst the three rally points. 
Um, it does not go to any one person. And in fact, I, I'm glad you brought this up. If anyone tries to uh, claim that they have another funding for the, the convoy of take our border back, that's not us. It is only the one that you are giving out, Glenn, on our website, takeourborderback.com. Uh, we have had other fin infiltrators, in fact, one showed up that in the past uh, on other uh, gatherings and convoys set up a fake go uh, go spin yeah. go fund me thing and yeah, yeah go yeah. fund me and and i think made off with like three hundred thousand dollars that is not us we are doing this legally and respectfully and uh, amongst six people who are leading this event okay great donica best of luck best of health we'll be praying for you and uh and and watching as this happens and unfolds over the next few days uh, donica that hudson you can uh find the website with all of the information of where they're meeting you want to join and stand with them, takeourborderback.com, takeourborderback.com. Back to more with the podcast in just a second. But first, let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. Sadly, our economy has been dominated by businesses that cater to the woke mob. And if your mobile service is through one of the big guys, chances are pretty good that some of your money is going to things that you don't believe in, you know, like Planned Parenthood. This is why I love Patriot Mobile. For the past 10 years, they have offered nationwide coverage with access to all three of the major networks, equipping you with the same coverage that you've always had, but without sending any of your money to leftist causes. You believe in free speech, religious freedom, life, the Second Amendment. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending a message loud and clear. You support those things, not the woke causes of the left. 100% U.S.-based customer service team is going to make switching easy for you. Whether you keep your number, your phone, upgrade, one or both, Patriot Mobile is going to get you the plan that you need at the rate that you need. It's patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Join me now. Make the switch. 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, or patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Now back to the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. All right, so let me uh, let me give you some of this from Matt Taibbi. It is well worth the read. Uh, we'll try to uh, tweet it out here in the next few minutes from uh, from me at Glenn Beck. Uh, but also, it is in my uh, morning newsletter. Every day, I give you just the stories that I'm looking at. Uh, they're the stories that has taken us 21 hours to compile. It's all of the news we think that you need to know, all the stories that I need to know to be able to do this show and be able to piece things together. If you think that we are right about anything or on the right track, uh, this is a must read and it's absolutely free at glenbeck.com. So the fix is in, Matt Taibbi writes, to protect democracy. Democracy is already being canceled. We just haven't admitted the implications of this to ourselves yet. On Sunday, January 14th, NBC News ran an eye-catching story. Fears grow that Trump will use the military in dictatorial, uh, dictatorial ways if he returns to the White House. It describes a loose-knit network of public interest groups and lawmakers. You hear that? A loose-knit network of public interest groups and lawmakers. So a public-private partnership that is quietly making plans to foil any efforts to expand presidential power 
on the part of Donald Trump. Now, they're not doing this with this president. This president, please play cut to yesterday that was talking about the border and listen to what he said. Cut two. Okay. With executive authority, or is there more you could do? Absence of not all I can do. Just give me the power. I've asked for the very day I got in office. Give me the border control. Give me the people. Give me the people, the judges. Give me the people who can stop this and make it work. Right. Stop! Stop! Give me the give me the power, boy. Give me the power. You already have the power of the uh, Border Patrol within limits, law. You already, it's your administration. Give me the power over the judges. No, that's not the way our constitutional republic works. Give me the power of the people that can make this happen. You have all the power you need. He's asking for emergency powers. No, no, I am fine with making sure that presidential power doesn't happen for Donald Trump or Donald Duck or, or, or uh, Joe Biden. I don't care who the president is. The administrative state has too much power right now. Why aren't they worried about the expansion of presidential power under uh, Biden? Just Trump. Anyway, the piece quotes an array of uh, former high-ranking officials all insisting Donald Trump will misuse the Department of Defense to execute civilian political aims. Since Joe Biden's team leaked a strategy memo in late December listing Trump is an existential threat to democracy as campaign 2024 central talking point, surrogates have worked overtime to insert this existential or democracy in quotes everywhere this was no different we're 30 seconds away from armageddon clock when it comes to democracy said bill clinton's secretary of defense adding that trump is a clear and present danger to our democracy words no matter what you know leftists will tell you words have meaning words have consequences when you, when you talk about Armageddon, that he is a clear and present danger, when something is a clear and present danger, that gives the president and others leeway to do what they have to do to remove a danger that is clear and present. Uh, Sky Perryman of Democracy Forward, one of the advocacy groups uh, organizing the loose coalition between the government and private organizations, believe this is an existential moment for American democracy, declared former CIA and defense chief Leon Panetta. Like any good dictator, he's going to try to use the military to basically perform his will. Show me. Show me that even threat. I mean, he's, he, he, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't send people to Portland when he should have. Didn't do it. Former acting assistant attorney general for national security at the U.S. Department of Justice and currently visiting Georgetown law professor Mary McCord said, 
we're already starting to put together a team to think through the most damaging types of things that Trump might do, so we're ready to bring lawsuits if we have to. These people have no intention of following the people's will. You're too stupid. They know they will take all of the power that they have, and they will stop him. The group was formed by at least two organizations that have been hyperactive in filing lawsuits against Trump and Trump-related figures over the years. The aforementioned uh, Democracy Forward, chaired by a former Perkins Coy and Hillary campaign attorney, Mark Elias. Now, why do we know those names? I mean, Hillary Clinton, but Perkins Coy, Mark Elias, why? They were the ones behind the uh, British spy memo that talked about, oh, there's a P-tape in Washington. The Christopher Steele manifesto. Correct. Uh, And then Protect Democracy, a ubiquitous nonprofit run by uh, former Obama administration lawyers, funded at least in part by LinkedIn magnate Reid Hoffman. So you've got the who's who here. The article implied a future Trump presidency will necessitate new forms of external control over the military. The Trump, listen to what they're saying, the Trump presidency will necessitate new forms of external control over the military. Uh, what What does that mean? Connecticut Senator Richard Blumenthal has a bill to clarify the Insurrection Act, a 1792 law that empowers the president to deploy the military to quell domestic rebellion. So would it be like he could take over and then anybody in the military that disagreed with him, he'd get rid of them so he could have control over the military? I mean, exactly what Joe Biden did exactly what joe biden did through covid and january 6th do you remember never heard these phrases this phrase ever before the military is on a complete global stand down until we uh, root out the domestic would they say terrorist or uh, or those who are deeply maga i've never heard that before wait a minute so you're getting rid of the people who agree with trump You're getting rid of the people that you claim were for January 6th. I don't know a soul that was for January 6th. Not not a soul. On January 6th, we all watched in horror. Now, today, we're all watching in horror. Half of us are watching in horror as this whole thing is coming apart. And it is a government operation, or at least great parts of it were were a government operation. So... They want to make sure that Congress and the courts ratify presidential decisions to deploy the military at home. Here's an idea. Why don't we have Congress speak up whenever the military is deployed? See, that's the way the Constitution works. If the military needs to be deployed... Overseas or here, the president can do it, but for a very short period of time before Congress has to say yes or no. 
NBC quotes from former high-ranking defense and intelligence officials about possible preemptive mutiny were interesting on their own. Did you hear this? Are you hearing what is being said? However, the really striking twist was what we read uh, in the story before. For over a year, the Biden administration and its surrogates have dropped hint after hint after hint. The plan for winning in 2024 against Donald Trump or anyone else might involve something other than voting. Lawsuits in several multiple states have been filed to remove Trump from the ballot. Primaries have been canceled or invalidated. An ominous Washington Post editorial by Robert Kagan, husband to senior state official Victoria Nuland, read like an APB to, assassin, uh, to assassins to head off an inevitable Trump dictatorship. And on January 11th of this year, leaders of a third party called No Labels sent an amazing letter to the Department of Justice complaining of a conspiracy to stop voting. These are the No Labels people. Hey, these are the people like Joe Biden is like, I'm not Joe Biden, Joe Lieberman are like, can't we just all get along? Yeah, we can, Joe, but, you know, the no labels thing's not really catching fire here. There are some things that are problems. Okay, so what happened? This letter was sent, authored by former NAACP director Ben Chavez, former Connecticut Senator Joe Lieberman, former director of national intelligence, former North Carolina governor and former assistant attorney general and Iran-Contra special counsel Don, uh, Dan Webb, the no, le- the no Labels letter describes a meeting of multiple advocacy groups aligned with the Democratic Party. In the 80-minute confab, audio, of which was obtained by Semaphore, was a dire warning issued to anyone considering a third-party run. Tell me this is not a threat through every channel we have to their donors, their friends, their press, everyone, everyone. We should send the message. If you have one fingernail clipping of a skeleton in your closet, we will find it. If you think we've, you were vetted when you ran for governor, you're insane. That was nothing. We are going to come at you with every gun we can possibly find. We did not do that to Jill Stein or Gary Johnson. We should have. And we will not make that mistake again. End quote. So it is, it is amazing what they will do to people like Joe Lieberman. Okay? You stay out or we'll destroy you. Do you see what the Democratic Party has become? Do you see what those people in government who are forming these public-private partnerships, they have the power, but they can't use it constitutionally, so they get these groups to come in. They can do it with the support of the government. Do you see what we're, we're becoming? I, I'll talk to you next hour. I, I think we may be the abomination of nations. We, we may be, we are on the wrong track. We're at least on the wrong side right now. The things that we're doing, and we cannot let this slip through our fingers. Uh, this article is, you have to read the rest of this article because it is amazing, but 
you know, even if you just got that threat, that threat, that should never be allowed to happen on any side. And no one, you want to talk about a conspiracy that they are forming public-private partnerships from inside the government to thwart the next president. We've seen them do it before. The January 6th pipe bomber, did you, do you know the latest information on this? You know, we couldn't find him. We just don't, we couldn't find him, couldn't triangulate him. Well, no, actually, they did find them. Agents, agents tracked this guy because he, they saw him go into the metro tunnel. They got his card so they know who he was. They tracked him to a home in Virginia. They have the name. They were told to stand down. They were told to work on the names of grandmothers. Wait a minute. The pipe bomber, you had a name, and it may not be the name of the pipe bomber, but you know that name is connected to that house where you saw the pipe bomber go, and you haven't bust down the door of that guy? You and I both know something is very, very, very wrong. Very wrong. And then we have in court people who believe in the power of prayer. Pro-lifers that were praying outside, outside an abortion clinic. That we've seen the videotape. They're not harassing anyone. They're just praying. They're not blocking anyone. They're just praying. The Fed scooped them up, and now they are facing over a decade, each of them in prison. Over a decade. We all must take a stand. Not to speak is to speak. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Edwin Black uh, from the Edwin Black Show. Uh, he is the author of IBM and the Holocaust and the Farhood, uh, which is a must read for everyone. Uh, Edwin joins us now to to go over what we have just found out from um, Israeli intelligence that 10% of the staff at the U.N. Agency for Palestinian Refugees had connections to Hamas and other terrorist groups, and some of them actually participated in the October 7th uh, massacre. Welcome, Edwin Black. How are you, sir? Good morning. Good to be back. Thank you. So tell us what you have found and, uh, and, and what all of this means when it comes to the UN? Well, you've come to the heart of the question. Uh, First of all, UNRWA uh, is in a special organization for so-called refugees. What we are confronted with is a complete bamboozling of um, of the international Americans when it comes to Palestinian refugees. All the Palestinian refugees are essentially fake. They are supported. They are living in fake uh, refugee camps. 
They are supported by a uh, fake refugee agency, UNRWA, and that reports directly to a fake body of world peace called the United Nations. Okay, so you're now, pretty cl- you're pretty clear on where you stand with the United Nations. Thank you. So am I. But go ahead. Well, uh, I did devote uh, several months of my life trying uh, to uh, replace the United Nations. Uh, with a covenant uh, with the community of democratic nations, but uh, I was unsuccessful. Yeah. So now, why do I say these are fake refugees and fake refugee camps? Uh, be- because uh, almost none of the original 750,000 or 740,000 Arabs living in uh, Jewish Palestine at the time of the 1948, only a few hundred thousand of them are still alive. But Today, 5.9 million refugees are registered at UNRWA because all descendants of those original 740,000, even if they and their parents were born in Dallas, Texas, are considered refugees. Now, my parents were refugees, Polish refugees, during the Holocaust. I was born in Chicago, and I am not a refugee. Second, they are living in, uh, uh, in a territory which they have their own jurisdiction. So there's no need to be in a refugee camp. They can just walk uh, 10 feet outside the gate of the camp and have a Starbucks and do whatever they want. These are not refugee camps like um, my parents and you think of with tents. These are refugee camps with um, malls, with luxury buildings. They're really just small cities. And why do they exist 70 years later? Why is there a refugee camp in Ramallah in the West Bank? Uh, third, you have UNRWA. There is, one, um, there is one UN aid agency for all refugees. Uh, refugees from the Holocaust, from, U- from Ukraine, uh, from other wars. And there's a separate one for just specializing in the Arab refugees from the 1948 and 1967 wars. Wait, so so there is one UN umbrella for all refugees, except for these Palestinian refugees. They're in a separate organization all by themselves. Why? Right. And Well, uh, because uh, the United Nations was founded by uh, five countries, Uh, the United States, the uh, the UK, and France uh, at the end of World War II. But the two others were Stalinist um, Soviet Union and Maoist China. And those two organizations, those two countries became uh, 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 two of the permanent five. They sit on the Security Council and they control everything that does or does not happen in the UN. And so the UN put up UNRWA in uh, 1948 and 1950 for the explicit purpose of creating um, a Cold War confrontation zone. And what's interesting is that all of these Arabs were not called Palestinians until 1964. So at the time of UNRWA, they were only called Arabs. 
And if you even look at all the U.N. resolutions, they never talk about Palestinians before May of 1964. And that that is when the Soviet Union and the KGB teamed up with the Arab League to um, engage in identity theft and take away the Jewish identity of Palestinians. Palestinians were Jewish Zionists until May of 1964. And there's no one who has one photograph or one organization or one headline that, uh, uh, that uh, says that Arabs identify as Palestine or Palestinians. And they spent most of their time saying there is no such place as Palestine and no such people as Palestinians. Mm-hmm. Anyone can just Google um, Arabs to boycott Palestinian goods to see what the Arabs were doing to the Jewish goods. Now to your question about uh, the infiltration and the participation in the October 7th massacre. Yes, you are right, uh, but but there's much more to the story. Um, uh, It's true that they've only got the GoPros and the intelligence on 13 people who were involved, but we know that at least 10% of the uh, workers of UNRWA At least 10% are related in some way to either uh, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, uh, the armed brigades, Hamas, any of the uh, 13 um, terrorist group groups. You can't be a member of UNRWA in Gaza without the permission and participation of Hamas. In addition, hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of youngsters have been trained by UNRWA summer camps to murder and kill and dispose of Jewish individuals. In other words, what they do for summer camp is not learn to canoe and uh, build campfires. They actually learn military maneuvers. So, and they're, yes. Um, so, Edwin, we, Donald Trump said, no more money to UNRWA, no more. Uh, and shut it off. And immediately Biden comes in and opens up the spigot, just so people understand. Norway gave 34 uh, million, uh, the EU 114, the Germans 202, and by far we gave the most at $343 million. That's in just 2022. So this is an organization that exists largely because we're paying the bill. We pay about half the bill. Uh, they have over a billion dollars. About half of it comes from the EU, and the other half comes from us. And I believe with special assessments and special allowances, it's 344 million, excuse me, $443 million that the United States is, is giving directly to UNRWA or through other organizations. And what you will even find more appalling is that the Palestinian Authority, which we also fund separately with millions of dollars, is now preparing, sit down for this, to pay salary bonuses to the people who committed the atrocities under the uh, terrorism salary program that I first exposed in my book, Financing the Flames, and which is now called Pay to Slay. 
So in other words, all these people who burned these babies, who raped these women, who decapitated these individuals are now going to get, uh, or their families are going to get millions of dollars in bonus pay, which is paid 16% by the United States government. Another program that uh, Trump um, uh, terminated, but was restarted by Biden. And what we need to understand here is that the reason that uh, all of these things are undertaken is not because is not because of the Palestinian state as much as because of the Michigan state. There are 150,000 extremely unified Arab and Muslim voters in Michigan who have made it absolutely clear they have no intention of voting for Biden in the coming election, even to the point of ignoring whether or not Trump wins or not. They're walking out of meetings. They're canceling meetings. It's known throughout the state. It's known throughout the community that Joe Biden is, is, is extremely unpopular uh, with the Arab community. And all of these activities that you see are just concessions to Michigan and other swing states with high Arab um, community votership. So UNRWA has got to go. And Israel is determined that UNRWA will not be per, uh, per, permitted to participate in the schools, in the um, uh, communities, and in the territory of the Gaza Strip, even their educational material, which comprises 53% of their, um, of their uh, work, so teaches kids mathematics by saying you have six Jews. You kill three. How many are left? Um, one last question. I've only got about a minute left. The, the Biden administration has also given $6 billion to Iran. Iran is attacking us. I don't know where the moral line is for Joe Biden on on anything, really. I mean, he's not cutting off any of the funding from anything, and yet he's at a war with with Iran. It makes no sense. I I really don't think that Joe Biden is steering the ship at this time. And it, there is an entire uh, subclass within the Democratic Party, which is hijacked the Democratic Party and plans to take it over this August uh, completely with riots uh, at the Chicago Convention. And they hate America, and they uh, would like to see America lose in the Middle East. And um, uh, they are deciding through their surrogates what America does and does not do. Wow. I hope you're wrong about that, Edwin, but you usually I would are. love to be yeah. wrong. That I is know. my fondest desire, is to be wrong. And it's horrible because every time I opine on these matters, I turn out to be right, and I'd like to be wrong now. I know. Edwin Black, thank you very much. He's the host of The Edwin Black Show, IBM and the Holocaust author, the author of many, many books. Um, he is... Probably, I think, the leading scholar on on these things from the past and what it means uh, to our future and our present. Edwin Black. Find him at Edwin Black Book and edwinblack.com.